3: Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: That's just it's the truth. Josh Dobbs Mm -hmm. throws four interceptions. They were all deflections. It wasn't like these, you know, super egregious ones. But nonetheless, four interceptions. The Bears' offense was not able to really take advantage of those turnovers. They only scored three points off of turnovers because Justin Fields had two fumbles in the game. Now, Fields definitely made some... Better throws, maybe a couple bigger throws. Dobbs did have one touchdown throw to TJ Hawkinson. Overall, what I'm getting at here, this was not like an offensive, you know, um, barn burner. And it was the defenses really (laughs) took over. And for Josh Dobbs, like, here's the thing. The Josh Dobbs story is always going to be good. You know, and the story, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, the story is better than the play. And that's just what it is with Josh Dobbs. Now, Minnesota is still potentially a playoff team, so this could have a very fun ending, and and the story's not written yet. But for Dobbs, it's always been a better story than it's actually been better football. For Justin Fields, this is his audition to win the job as the Bears quarterback of the future, and I don't think he's done enough to win that job. The Bears are likely going to have the number one, number two overall pick. And I think even if they have three or four, whatever, wherever Carolina ends up landing here on the draft board, I think they're starting over with a new head coach and a new quarterback.
4: Okay, Josh Dobbs. they have a bye. The guy's still learning the offense, and Justin Jefferson's coming back. Right. Uh, Last night was terrible. I give some credit to the Bears' defense. I think Dobbs can play a lot better. They couldn't run the ball last night. I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, and I think Josh Dobbs will be their quarterback because at least he can move his legs. The backups, Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall— Don't offer as much. So I know Kevin O'Connell was mixed about the future of Josh Dobbs. I think there's more to this story. And the seventh spot in the NFC is not good. No. It's not great. So the Vikings have a chance to, to nab that spot. I don't know what it means for the future of the team. I th- Last night, they kept saying they want Cousins back next year. And I think that'll probably happen. But I think Dobbs is okay. But I really disagree with you. Justin Fields, there is a scenario that plays out where he's back with Chicago. What I, is I, it? Well, if they don't get if they don't get one of the top two picks, then I think that they won't roll the dice again with Justin Fields. There's definitely an argument. EJ made it earlier, and I agree with this, that adding Marvin Harrison Jr. and another good offensive lineman could make Justin Fields a much better quarterback. We've seen that. You saw Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Jalen Hurts got A.J. Brown. You can add a receiver and make a guy a better player. And Marvin Harrison seems like that kind of receiver.
2: Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, right? Stefan Diggs, A.J. Brown, these guys were known commodities in the NFL oh, yeah. who had played in playoff games. <laughs> like, again, I think Marvin Harrison is awesome. We all think he's awesome. He's got the pedigree. No one's dis- discounting that. He's still going to be a rookie. It's still going to be, uh, you know, he's still going to have to prove what? it on the pro level, guys. What
4: I take... Marvin Harrison today over <laughs> Stephon Diggs for sure and probably over A.J. Brown.
2: All right. Well, let's I mean, not get
4: come, He is the best. He's the generational wide receiver talent. that We have not seen another Marvin Harrison.
2: No, I get it. And Garrett Wilson came in and was great right away and he was another Ohio State oh, Garrett, wide receiver. Garrett I get Wilson.
4: It. There, you, could, you could fit two Garrett Wilsons into Marvin Harrison. He's still just as fast. I don't even think they're the
2: same kind of prospect. I guess here's what I would say. I think that the most important position on the field is quarterback. You have got to ask yourself, like, is really, is Marvin Harrison going to be able to raise the ceiling that much more on Justin Fields, or are we kind of seeing the ceiling, or are we near the ceiling of Justin Fields? The other part is, there's just a simple math part of this, which is Fields is in his third year. He's a first-round pick. You've got to decide if you're picking up that fifth-year option at the end of this season. It's going to be about $20 million. And to be honest, if you keep him and you don't draft a quarterback high, you're giving Fields a ton of leverage to pull a Kyler Murray if he wanted to. And all of a sudden say, pay me, pay me. Well, and Kyler
4: that, Murray was after three years. He did that. That's, a that's what Fields would right? be doing. It, well, no, he's, he'll be into his fifth year by the time.
2: No, no, this is Fields' third season.
4: Right. But so, he's, he's not going to – they're not going to pay him this offseason.
2: I'm saying if they pass on a quarterback, you essentially tell Fields, we're rolling with you. Yes. So he we're trying say, you out for
4: another year. No,
2: he can say, so pay me. I mean
4: – But they're not doing that. That's It's different okay. than Kyler Murray. I don't think there's any way they're going to give him a – they, at most, they'll give him a Jordan Love contract with two years, $26 million, or a Daniel Jones contract at the high end. There's no way he's getting $180 million, not in a million years.
2: Leverage, 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 and Justin Fields would have the leverage if they decide to stay with him. That's just how this stuff works. So for me, I think that the Bears are still in a place where they're young, the roster's super young, and they can start over with a rookie quarterback, and I think they will do it.
4: I, I know what you're saying. I think if Caleb Williams is there, there's no way they pass on him. Anybody else? Right. I think the, even Drake May, I think there's going to be a long discussion.
2: 855 212 cbs 855-212-4227. So you're welcome to weigh in on the future of Justin Fields. Okay. Speaking of quarterbacks with leverage, there should be business classes in the future that look at Dak Prescott And how he has gotten one over on Jerry Jones, and already did that in his career, and how he will again get another one over on Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, the great businessman, the great, you know, powerful owner, the most powerful owner in the NFL, and Dak Prescott is in line yet again to get one over on Jerry Jones. He did this before when they could not come to a contract agreement, and this is like around 2020. And Prescott goes into the season willing to play on the franchise tag, willing to play on the second franchise tag, okay, Mm -hmm. which is not cost-effective at all for any team. He goes into that season. He ends up breaking his leg. They end up having to pay him because they realize what life was like without Dak Prescott, and he got one over on Jerry. He is now setting up to get another one over on Jerry. With Dak Prescott having a career year, they never got a contract extension in this offseason, Perloff. And tell me what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do this offseason. They're not starting over with a quarterback. Dak Prescott can basically go in and say, write me a blank check, and the Cowboys are going to have to do it. But
4: why is he getting one over on Jerry? I mean, they're gonna, they're about to have their third straight 12-plus win season. So, yeah, they're going to pay him a lot of money, and they're probably going to win 12 or 13 games. Is that such a bad scenario?
2: Well, I think when I say getting one over is because I think there were things that Prescott wanted to hold out for, I know, the first time around, which is he wanted the shorter contract and Jerry wanted the longer contract. Right. Dak ended up getting what he wanted there. I think right now, you're talking about a quarterback on the other side of 30. Do you think they want to make him the highest paid quarterback in the league? Maybe not a, a guaranteed money like Deshaun Watson, but... They could he could surpass Joe Burrow. do you really think that the Cowboys want to give him that much money? They well, definitely don't. I mean, and they're going to be forced to
4: why why not? I mean, that's first of all, it's a quarterback cycle thing. To yeah. say the highest paid quarterback of all time doesn't mean much because he'll be passed over by the next three contracts.
2: Sure, I'll tell you why
4: why yeah, why uh, why not? Because you think there's injury risk?
2: Nope, The reason why they don't want to do this is because look at everyone else they've got to pay. You've got C.D. Lamb.
4: They've paid a lot of these guys already, by the way. But You've go ahead. got
2: Micah Parsons. You have just already paid Trayvon Diggs, and he got injured this whole yeah. year. So uh, do you end up having to play Daron Bland? Not yet. He's only in his second year. But still, you had a contract holdout with one of your offensive linemen that got kind of contentious this offseason. You end up paying Terrence Steele. How are you going to keep that line together? Mm-hmm. This is getting expensive here for the Dallas Cowboys and adding Prescott. The reason why they have to get something done is Prescott's cap hit balloons to like 55 million next year. Dak won this thing. Game set match. He got one over on Jerry and he's going to get even Mm. more rich after this one.
4: I feel like that's so oddly judgmental of Dak Prescott got one over. I I I think I'm
2: praising him for that because if Jerry had this kind of leverage on someone else, he would use it and abuse it.
4: But it implies that he's not a good quarterback.
2: No, he's 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 because everyone right was time. excited
4: when the Chargers signed Justin Herbert or whatever. I, I just think.
2: Do you think Dak Prescott should?
4: Yeah, I think he's is really getting good paid more than Joe Burrow. No, not more than Joe. But that's the way we all know that's how quarterbacks work. I think Dak Prescott to lead. I've been saying that all along. I think he's going to win you a lot of football games as long as he stays healthy. You know, if he decides to use his legs, then he's even more effective. Yeah, I mean, I said it. I think he's a strong MVP candidate this year. He's a really, really good quarterback. So no, I think when you pay $50 million a year for a really good quarterback, that's just the going rate in the NFL. And I think you're a lucky franchise if that's the case, because the other option is that you're just cycling through guys and losing a bunch of football games.
2: Well, the best option is actually you win with young guys, but that's not an option here right now with the Cowboys because they can't start over with a young quarterback, but Here's the thing. You're going to be paying Dak Prescott. This is like what the Denver Broncos are going through. You're going to be paying Dak Prescott top five quarterback money, and he's not a top five quarterback.
4: Oh, see, I don't. He's way closer to top five than Russell Wilson is.
2: Well, I'll, I'll give, I'll grant you so that. So
4: I think what happened was Denver ended up paying all that money. Then they realized that Russell Wilson lost a massive step or two. I think Dak's not as vulnerable to lose his athleticism because he's more of a pocket quarterback. I think Dak's going to be fine as long as he stays healthy. There is an injury risk. Again, he, he's he gone blow for blow with Jalen Hurts, who could be the MVP. I think Dak's right up there. He's not, maybe not top five, but he's not far behind. I mean, listen, this year, this year he's definitely been top five. He's going to end up, he's, he's definitely, I looked at a pro football focus, he's the number one quarterback by a mile this year, according to their grading system. Sethi – the. Uh, set the record in his last game against Washington. He's had kind of an easy schedule. It's helped. Yes. He and what did he do wins. against
2: the 49ers? And what did he do he, he, against he the Eagles? He
4: stunk against – well, he was great against the Eagles. Okay, he but, stunk but they against lost supporters. the game
2: at the end of the game when he had the ball in his hands. But you and I sunk. are never going to agree on that either. Regardless,
4: he threw for 350 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks.
2: Yeah, but – okay.
4: He eviscerated the Eagles. And he's probably going to do it again because he owns the Eagles. So he's, he's the one quarterback the Eagles hate facing. He's the, probably the best guy against the Eagles. He was way better than Mahomes. And Josh Allen was pretty good, too. But anyway, the point is he's doing nothing wrong this year. He's going to have he's gonna have, end up with 35 touchdowns, 10 picks. That's great. He's going to win 13 games. What's wrong with this scenario?
2: This is why this sets up for him to have all the leverage in the world. And you're paying a guy, and you're going to be paying him not just for this year, but this is the next five. I mean, this is... Definitely.
4: I mean, would they... They don't want to have to find a new quarterback in the next five years, do they? Uh,
2: maybe not, but at the same time, you could have gotten a deal done last off season, and maybe you wouldn't be staring at the type of price tag that you are going to be staring at this offseason. 855 212 cbs eight five five two one two four two two seven. And again, Micah Parsons got to get paid. CeeDee Lamb's got to get paid. There's a lot of expensive pieces here on this Dallas Cowboys team and Dak Prescott is going to be taking the biggest piece of the pie of all of them. That's not what you want, I don't think.
4: Well, look, that's not
2: what they want in an ideal situation.
4: It's but there's no way after you get off that rookie deal, there's no other way. What do you think is happening in Philadelphia and Kansas City and and Buffalo and all these other? If you have an elite quarterback, what's the other option?
2: Okay, but I think that's where I think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback who's having a phenomenal stretch right now. Helped by new offense, new style, and bad competition, well, what where a, he's running up the score.
4: What about two years ago when he had thirty-seven touchdowns and ten picks?
2: Yeah, they paid out the nose. Yeah, he and was wh-
4: great then too. I mean, he's he's been actually rather consistent, except last year where he was injured. He had a bunch of interceptions that were quite fluky. I don't think this is a career year. I think this is who he is.
2: 4 CBS. Dak Prescott. Could become the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Now again, it's not going to be like the Deshaun Watson guarantees, but no one's ever getting that again. I, I don't think.
4: I mean, well, if Joe Burrow
2: didn't get it. I can't. Yeah, imagine. but
4: the, actually, the guarantees are creeping up. Deshaun was two thirty. Uh, they're getting high one hundred. Burrow's
2: like yeah, around what one eighty or something. Yeah, like that. I think I think
4: they'll be. I think Watson will get passed soon, sooner rather than later. Because the quarterback salaries in five years, where they're paying these guys.
2: Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven Dak Prescott future of the Cowboys. I mean, right now things are going great. I'd love the Cowboy fan to tell me if they lose again to the 49ers in the playoffs or something, if they really want Dak Prescott being the highest paid player on the team.
4: Oh, I mean, highest paid player on the team is their quarterback.
2: Or in the league. Put it that way.
4: Yeah. And what's the other option again?
2: That's what I'm saying. Dak's got all the leverage right. here. And again, Jerry gets checkmated by his quarterback in two straight negotiations. It's you, brilliant.
4: If you called Jerry Jones before the year and said, which which scenario do you, would you like better? That Dak plays poorly and you don't have to pay through the nose? Or Dak is on fire and you have to pay a lot of money? Of course, Jerry would take the latter.
2: Then why didn't they get the deal done last year?
4: I think Jerry probably made a mistake, but they still would have, had to, they would have had to pay a lot last year, too. We're talking, I mean, do you think he was going to be cheap last year?
2: No, but... Coming off if say he does win the MVP this year. I mean, just add another ten percent or whatever just on that alone.
4: Yeah. And he won the M and you have an MVP quarterback. This is a problem a lot of teams would wanna have.
2: Not if they lose in the second round.
4: Why? Okay, so you were you against paying Lamar Jackson?
2: Uh no, but I also think that Lamar is a much higher ceiling than Dak. Ooh, okay. Eight five five two one two four cbs 855-212-4227. And by the way, that's the first payday for Lamar Jackson. This is going to be the second payday for Dak Prescott. He already got paid once. This, my, that was Lamar's first bite at the apple. This is going to be Dak's second.
4: My issue is Lamar was on the market, and Atlanta did not bite. Oh, that yeah. was the stupidest thing. Lamar was sick. actually out there.
2: No, uh, Atlanta, I mean, who yeah. else could have had him?
4: I,
5: Atlanta, Carolina.
2: Oh, Carolina got to be Carolina. Sick. Atlanta,
5: trade, Carolina had high a high pick. Atlanta they didn't even have a high pick, right? But I mean, it's Carolina. I mean, they they trade all those assets for a rookie when they could have got a
4: superstar quarterback
2: today for dance. nothing, right? <laughs> With and, no draft picks. Yeah. Just to money.
4: me, to me, it's Atlanta because they had all those weapons. You know, they didn't. They don't obviously don't really need Bijan. They would have Drake London who looks great now and Kyle Pitts, and that was the spot. If Lamar Jackson was indoor and it, oh, he would have torn up the league right there. I mean, still tearing up the league of Baltimore
5: but yeah, it would have been, been Vic's. it would have been mike vick part 2 like, yeah, like yeah. the amount of support he would have had also in the city like i don't i don't know what they were doing
4: and, and that schedule and he be royalty <laughs> yeah yeah and that nfc south schedule oh my god that that is the biggest mistake of the offseason if you look back on it but baltimore could Baltimore have matched? That's what I I have to go they back. They
5: could have, yes. Yeah, and and to be clear, they would have had to give up conversation because remember they had that uh, non-exclusive tag they yes. gave on them, So it would have been two. It would have been two firsts. But you gave up two firsts for yeah. Bryce Young again. You gave up <laughs> it for a rookie who you didn't know what you were going to get. Oh, so you if know Car- what thought, if
4: Carolina again. EJ, I disagree with you. Carolina would have been a terrible scenario for why? Lamar because look at the receivers. They had no. The they would have had CJ Moore.
2: Yeah. They Think wouldn't have that. to give they up, even
4: with DJ. That team, that line is terrible. Atlanta, you got to put him in Atlanta. Stop fantasizing that he's going to Carolina, With that offensive line is awful, and the receiving court, even with DJ Moore, is subpar. But Atlanta they, would be amazing. But they
5: lost so many assets that they could have replenished in the draft had they not made this trade for DJ for uh, for Bryce Young. They would have had more in their oh, right, conference to they make that nine. team better. So yeah. the team you see right now is purely because they decided we're going to give up basically everything we have for again a rookie, a guy who's a number one pick, but. Uh, he's 5'10".
2: And wasn't the slam dunk. Right. You know, there was definitely, if there wasn't that s- silly S2 test, I, I don't even know if Carolina based anything off of that, but let's not forget, that was like a major thing that CJ Stroud did terribly on this processing test, and Bryce Young hit it out of the park, and that might have been the deciding factor. Yesterday, Frank Wright gets fired. How in the world did the GM keep his job?
5: I don't know how he's still there. I saw a tweet saying that this is like the seventh coach they yeah. hired, which is insane. <laughs> well,
2: maybe the owners. The owner, the, coach. Yeah, the owner hired. But still, yes, but still,
4: but, but do you would you fire a GM mid season because the GM doesn't even do that much during the season? I mean, your your roster is pretty much set.
2: I might. <laughs> you
5: send, at a certain point, you gotta send a message that like what's happening is not acceptable. Like I think yeah. that there is like some equity in saying, you know what. Like this, what we like you? Okay, you everyone's with, out. Yeah, we do that with Frank Reich. We understand that, but everybody knew he was a dead man walking. Yeah, I think to still keep Fitterer somehow makes it seem like, well, we'll assess this in the off season and maybe he'll keep his job if we do some things right here, or that maybe if somehow another interim, just like Steve Wilkes did last year, does really well, maybe we will say, oh, see, Fitterer actually wasn't the problem. It, it's it's actually the coach. I
4: bet all you know is the problem. I will bet you guys anything Scott Fitterer does not last the offseason. I think he's gone. He doesn't
2: deserve to. The day
4: after the season. I think this is, honestly.
2: I, Why I, stagger your firing? What's the difference?
4: Though? I mean, who, who cares, though? Because he's gone right after the season. I, I think there's no chance he gets to hire another coach.
2: Oh, we have the surprise candidate who could be throwing their hat in the ring for that Carolina job. Did not see this one coming. At all. And I don't think it would work 8552124 CBS 8552124227 we'll tell you who that surprise candidate is for the Carolina Panthers next don't move Maggie and Perloff CBS Sports Radio
4: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff So I don't know about your timeline on the old Twitter yesterday Maggie Yeah but mine was a series of columns ripping Panthers owner David Tepper.
2: <laughs> yes, I There's saw a of that. There's one thing people
4: don't like: is an interventionist owner who can't win a football game. Hate it. Uh, if the interventionist owner wins, then you might give him a break. But this has looked really bad. I feel like Frank Reich has gotten a huge pass on what was a honestly a terrible job he did last year at Carolina. The offense was so stale. Bryce Young had no chance in that system whatsoever. But I think a lot of the heat is going down on the owner, which makes this next decision really big for their head coach. Because there's a lot of expectations. This guy, David Tepper, really rich hedge fund guy, expects the best out of his coach and has gotten the exact opposite.
2: Yeah, I saw him being compared to Dan Snyder. Now, I don't think he's oh, got the other stuff. What? Like Snyder had fair. like the toxic work c- culture and all that. I mean, that was Jerry Richardson. That's why he was forced out and his kids sold the team. So that went away rather quietly. But... I don't think he's Dan Snyder. I think he's got a little Jerry in him, you know? I I think this is, you know, Jerry believes he knows football extremely well. Jerry Jones, obviously, thinks he knows football extremely well. Maybe he does. And I think Tepper realizes that he's really good in one thing, which is making crap loads of money off of the stock market and whatever he's done. And I think he believes because he's been successful at that means all of a sudden he's going to be the successful football owner, and that's just not right because he's going through head coaches now like toilet paper, and they just made clearly a mistake taking Bryce Young. So... This is this this does set up for something. Andrew Bogus is here. He's got some headlines and maybe can shed some light onto these coaching candidates.
0: And it's all sponsored by Northern Tool and Equipment. Get the tools you need from the brands you trust. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Uh, the Panthers didn't just fire Frank Reich yesterday. QB coach Josh McCown, running backs coach Deuce Staley, also got the boot. Not sure who wants those jobs, uh, but maybe former Carolina tight end Greg Olson wants Reich's gig, or at least he is willing to interview if approached. That's how The Athletic describes it. i got to say this. We need to stop this dude. First, he goes into a TV booth. Now he wants to be a head coach with no experience. He's a monster. <laughs> Who, Wait Greg Olson? your turn. Wait Greg, Greg Olson. Hold on. Slow though. it down here, bro.
2: No, 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 no. This is my read on it. Tom Brady did that interview with Stephen A. Smith. Remember he called the league mediocre? Mm -hmm. Got a lot of headlines. He basically reconfirmed to Stephen A. That he is doing TV next year. Greg Greg Olson's going to be out of a job. No, he's going to be the number two guy. Yeah, but.
5: What is second place? First loser.
2: (laughs) This could be the graceful exit for Greg Olson. I think he wants wants to like, oh, oh, Tom Brady's coming back. Well, like. Bleep you. I'm gonna go be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers anyway.
0: No, no, you gotta you gotta do your you gotta do your due diligence. This guy went from he was still playing when he got a Fox gig. Greg Olson was? Yeah. yeah. Now he's the number one guy, and now he wants to be a head coach and he's never coached the game before. There are rules here. You There's think a he's system. A, he's
2: a line skipper. You know what
4: clearly. It, you know what really annoyed me about the booth? Jay Cutler came in and was supposed to be the most entertaining guy ever. Did one game, then the Dolphins re signed him, then he never came back. Can we get Jay Cutler in the booth? Do you remember that story?
2: I remember someone behind the scenes told me that his audition was amazing.
4: Yes. And then he he signed. He was going to be the two team that Olsen was. Then the Dolphins resigned him because Tannehill got hurt and he never came back to the booth. I do agree I think with this Maggie.
2: this is the greatest lie ever told is that Jay Cutler was charismatic. No, Jay
4: Cutler is super funny. I saw him on that reality show. He was hysterical. Well, right? that's,
2: it's easy to get laughs on a reality show like that because all you have to do is just roll your eyes at your wife and everyone's like, ha, 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 he's so down to earth.
4: <laughs> well, I just think I like the zany, zany broadcaster. I like a little, a little flavor there. I actually was a fan of John Gruden as his nonsensical mother wow. I, football. I thought it was hysterical now, da-
2: banana.
4: Huh? oh my god I would take notes every time of like all the funny <laughs> things he said then we'd play him on the Dan Patrick show and that that to me is more interesting than Greg Olson is a very good analyst but I hate to say it I know the media loves him more than anything they they praise him all the media writers say he's the greatest but if he went away from the booth would we really miss him at that high level say you put Tom Brady in there
2: no, come on. I mean, Tom Brady, this is going to be the, an amazing experiment to see if he's good at this. No, no one's going to miss Greg Olson. I don't know, Bogus. If I'm with you on the line skipping stuff, I think that's just the way it is now. Jeff Saturday didn't how that go, and uh, not Greg. Yeah, I,
4: Jeff Saturday killed Greg Olson's chances here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: but we see it in the NBA all the time that guys come, you know, go straight into coaching from their playing days. Yeah,
4: because what what do you have to do as an NBA coach? Say, all right, LeBron, here's the basketball. <laughs> go win me the game, yeah. Luca. You There's shoot. Not, okay, it's not exactly you shoot. You, you don't need a tons of schematic experience to be an NBA coach. I think the NFL is a little different.
2: I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're right about that. I mean, no one's done it. But why? May, but maybe Greg Olson is that guy.
0: No, this is also just Greg Olson putting his name out there. The story is not that David Tepper wants Greg Olson. Yes, is that Greg Olson, Olson will pick up the phone if David Tepper calls?
5: Greg
2: Olson' dad was a high school, a high school football coach.
5: I do think that Greg Olson is is playing his hand right here, though, because there's so much anger around David Tepper. I mean, yeah. the, the amount of columns that came out yesterday talking about how bad Tepper is, how he's the worst owner in the NFL, which I agree he is. And Tepper may be looking for good, uh, good publicity. Like yes. as crazy as it sounds for outsiders. I mean, Greg Olson is a Panthers legend. Yep. Um, he's he's also Miami hurricane. Shout out to the U. So yeah. why, why does he
4: go? Why don't you take him to Miami? I know everyone hates the coach right now. Or, uh, down the road, Greg Olson back to Miami.
5: Yeah. I
2: mean, that's it, a different thing though with the recruiting and yeah. all that. Does he want to do that? I, you know, You're right about that. Maybe they just need a face of the team, like an identity, and we know Greg Olson is at least media savvy. Can he delegate
4: That's the worst idea I've ever heard. (laughs) What they need is they need (laughs) Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay-Light. They need somebody who can run an offense so that Bryce Young can take three steps back and find an open receiver, which has not happened a single time this entire NFL season. They need somebody to scheme up an offense here. It
5: is is an interesting question, though, about why is it that in Major League Baseball and in the NBA, we can have people go from just going from the booth and then deciding, well, they can coach. And some do well, some don't do well. And besides Jeff Saturday, it's basically just taboo in the NFL. They can't do it. There's this idea that you have to pay your dues, so to speak. You have to be a low-level assistant or work in college or something to become an NFL
4: head coach. Uh, Do you know those little... Those little birds that you tap and they their beak goes in and out of water. It's a little toy that you see. Like that, that
2: you have on your desk?
4: That you have on your desk if you tap that. That, that bird is more effective than a baseball manager in 2023. <laughs> wow. Baseball managers do Whoa. nothing. Of course you come out. The, the front office is running baseball teams. The managers are totally irrelevant. And basketball is not far behind. Football coaches have to do so much more than those I
5: you have Tom Brady saying the football coaches don't mean that much on game day.
2: And actually, Brady said when, when he said that the, uh, that the NFL is mediocre now, the first thing he said when Stephen A. asked why, he said coaching. It's yep. literally the first thing out of his mouth. Anyway, uh, bogish more headlines, yes.
0: Uh, it was 9-3 Bears in the fourth quarter in Minnesota on Monday Night Football. It was not pretty, to say the least, but it was Chicago in position to win on the road in division. And Justin Fields tried to give the game away.
3: Justin steps up. He's going to run. Gets to the 40. Balls- He's hit!
0: Vikings radio. Greatest moment in team history. It was the second fourth quarter fumble by Fields. The first one led to Minnie's lone touchdown, which gave them a 10-9 lead, but this time Chicago's D forced a quick three and out, and then Fields drove for a 30-yard Cairo Santos field goal to take back the W 12-10.
5: Defense did a great job by getting us the ball back for that last drive. um, Offense did a great job executing those plays, so it felt great, and and really, just felt good of you know fighting through the adversity, um, ups and downs of the game. Guys never got too high or too low, and you know we we fought and you know finished at the end. So it was good.
0: His team wasn't farther ahead in the fourth because they kept settling for field goals, not taking full advantage of four Josh Dobbs picks. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell would not commit to Dobbs starting after their bye. Rookie Jaron Hall and veteran Nick Mullins are now healthy.
2: Did you think it was, sorry to interrupt you, just a funny, speaking of coaching decisions and X's and O's type stuff, so they went for it on a fourth and 10?
4: That was amazing.
2: (laughs) On the 40?
4: Was that the one where Hawkinson tried to reach it over the line? Is that the... Yeah, there was one... No, no, no.
2: the Bears. The Bears went for it on a 4th and 10, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be like zero Fs given, you know, Bears, like, awesome. They get it, and then they get inside Mm. the 25, or inside the 35, I I have to go back and get it exactly, and it was like a 4th and 2, and they kicked the field goal? Yeah. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. You just went for it on a 4th and 10, and now you're, what? Why?
4: Did you see everybody, everyone, the the new storyline is... All right, our team has nothing to lose. Let's go for it on fourth down, everybody. The Vikings went for fourth and 7 and fourth and 8 in midfield too and didn't make either. One was a pick and one was short. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Basically, every coach is going for every fourth down. Well, it can entail like, the field
2: goal. You're the right. analytics say, do not go right. just as right. Dobbs is going back to pass. Yeah, it
5: was it was a fourth and ten on the Minnesota 38 when Thank they, you. When they yes. went for it. And yeah, and then
4: they end up kicking a field goal that was just a 25-yarder.
2: Why? doesn't make any sense to me. Well, well I'll tell you what.
4: I I like that. As a fan, there is... Hunting from the 38 yard line, you should fire the coach
2: immediately. Yes, yes. There's, well,
4: is
0: there any more frustrating? than
2: 10. I mean, that's. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, no, what, what's it. your option? I get it.
0: Yeah, the analytics there tell you that you only get, gain
4: like 18 yards yes. of field position so it's not worth punting in that weird spot but, but an
2: indoor stadium
4: is not a 55 yard field goal kind of easy well, he no. could have missed, made that probably
2: but he had already missed what he missed oh, on the opening drive yeah he, he had, missed a 40. he had missed one seven that's yarder or he looked
4: a little nervous all night cairo Santos. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only
2: offense <laughs> yeah. bears good thing he recovered or else this really would have been a bad that's game. the
4: field said that at the game too he was like hey
5: you know I I, I recovered just like our kicker recovered. <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
2: my God. And it's a touchdown.
4: I, yeah. After he missed that first one, they went to his face, and he was mumbling curse words to himself. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this could be a long night. Uh, here's our second Marcus
0: Peters mention of the morning. The Raiders released the veteran corner yesterday after benching him in the first half of Sunday's loss to the Chiefs. And the Dolphins are signing Jason Pierre-Paul, who was on the Saints practice squad. Didn't know that after losing Jalen Phillips to a torn Achilles. It is the worst loss of LeBron's career 138-94 in Philadelphia last night.
6: What needs to change in order for that not to happen again? Um, a lot.
0: Uh, LeBron did not give any specifics, though. Joel Embiid led Philly with thirty points, eleven boards, and eleven assists. I'm surprised
2: you are not gloating about this.
4: I am so off regular season NBA right now.
2: Except for what. Just they- the fact that exactly.
4: the Lakers would go out and clearly, <laughs> once they got down, they obviously mailed it. I was watching the football game. The other thing, the, during the football game, they're playing in season tournament ads for the NBA. The fact yep. that the NBA is trying to push this to me makes me and like it even working, less. It's by the way, it it's is not. Wor- if it you don't working. work for NBA PR and you're following the in season tournament, there's something deeply
5: wrong with you. Well, something's deeply wrong with a lot of people because the in season tournament has been extremely popular. The games have been added. It. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah so I know. I'm I, right. Rec- I'm Rick sorry. Carlisle last night said the Pacers lost, and he said, "like it was like a letdown game. They just were ramped up for Saturday, their in-season game, and the guys didn't respond to a regular game last night." Again, he's employed by
4: the NBA. Here's Give me a neutral fan who says that. I,
2: I was actually happy that they were running the ads because I learned that the finals are on December 9th or They're something. I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute, that's like happening." Next week.
0: We have like clinching scenarios now at a group play. <laughs> you like this bogus? Not, not even a
4: little bit. I think it, the <laughs>
0: fact
2: that they are to ads
4: during it. the NFL game that they have to remind me of this says to me like, oh, I'm being marketed to. I hate this in-season tournament. What do
2: you think all marketing is? Why? Well, I mean, right. It's the holiday season <laughs> yeah. for goodness they don't sakes. Have to, this is about to get you crazy. Know,
4: they don't have to run an ad during a football game saying, hey, the NBA finals are coming up. I think the fact that it's a non-competitive, weird in-season Wait. tournament, I, I but can't, they can't stand this they thing. They can't Wait. run an
2: ad for the NBA well, finals but no, but because I just, it's in my, June.
4: But that's, my point is you don't have to remind fans that there's something value of winning the NBA finals. You have to remind fans, hey, we have this new in-season tournament thing with the weird courts. You guys like this? It does strike you. They, this is a basically glorified summer league. Who cares who wins? Have you not watched ESPN at
5: all during April, May, June? All you see is NBA Finals starts in this date. Like, are you kidding me? They don't. Pre- they don't market the NBA Finals. Also, the other like thing like
2: market is the NFL draft? Like, I feel like I'm at a, con- yeah, a countdown clock. This is what they do for three weeks.
4: You guys like this, so you guys are all in on the in-season I'm gonna tournament. I'm the finals. I'm not going to watch one second of that finals, and are I refuse protesting? to talk about it. Yes, I am not an employee of the NBA. Therefore, I do not have to buy their PR crap.
5: Wait, so you're <laughs> so you're really upset about the in-season tournament. Yes, but I you am. You really sat there and watched Josh Dobbs do four interceptions <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, a 12-10 to 10 yeah. game. You want to talk about mediocrity and uh, unwatchable products? Give me a break. <laughs> that was unwatchable last night.
4: That oh, was okay I'm then why did eighteen million people tune in is compared to eighteen hundred to watch the Lakers we sixers
2: all have a gambling addiction right that's why <laughs> <worse> <laughs> Sorry. Like, no, because, that it's because
4: there's a- well, except for last night, there's urgency to the NFL. The NBA is putting up this this fake product. I, I really believe that these. Insi- I mean, I know they have load management rules, but you see the game last night with the Lakers. You think they were trying? after they got I watched down? Tommy DeVito
5: and Blake Z- ba- Bailey Zach playing on Sunday. <laughs> I watched Justin Fields and Josh Dobbs, the pastronaut, a guy who literally is more known for astrophysicism than you know playing
4: quarterback. Why would you do you have you have Sunday it? Why on earth would you watch the Patriots Giants when you had the Texans? Jags on. Well, I, that's what I, I didn't
5: watch Spacer Patriots-Giants, but guess what? A lot of people did. In fact, I had guests saying, hey, you want to turn on the Giants game? I'm like, I guess I have no choice because you're asking me. I'm a, I'm a generous host. So here we go. Yeah. I had to go back
0: to it at the end of the last drive.
2: That and the Blondies? When, when's the <laughs> invite, DJ? We get to watch crappy football and eat dessert? Anyway.
0: Do you have a dump button in your house or can Maggie talk freely? <laughs> no, no. Oh, y- uh, curses fly freely. It's <laughs> all good.
2: You should see me off the air. Oof. Uh, um... What was I gonna say? Yes, in season tournament. Button?
0: No, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm gonna watch the finals and like Pearl off. But I don't. You, don't, you it watch the summer
4: league finals because that's no. more
0: meaningful. It's a
2: good. It's actually a good thing. That's a good idea to have a dump button. Like Pete follows you around your regular life. <laughs> so as you're about to curse somebody out, it's like ah ah ah.
5: But like the in season tournament has been a success. Like this idea that is not is ludicrous. Like pe- well, let's, people people are watching. People players, are watching. Let's and see. Players the- are playing a lot harder. It's definitely working.
2: I, I think that it it is working to a certain extent. I'm curious to see with a Saturday night final in the middle of holiday season, like what are the ratings gonna be on that game. Right. I'm curious about that.
4: I'm and, uh, they're gonna be terrible. I'll tell you right now. There's no no need to be curious. It's gonna be <laughs> three million. Well and like I see
0: I guess, you know, EJ watches infinite more basketball than I do. But it, to me, it's hard to gauge. Like, the Celtics are just good. So, like, are they actually playing harder in their Tuesday and Friday games? And the Nuggets didn't survive group play, right? So, do they not care? Like, I don't I don't know actually where you find the proof other than the players randomly saying, hey, I want to win the 500K for the poor guys but on the end of the, the bench. The
5: whole conversation was there's not competitive basketball until, you know, April. Right. And that these games before that are unwatchable. Again, besides the courts being terrible... You watch these games on Fridays and Tuesdays. They're
0: they're clearly better. We had two fights. Whoa, We've had okay. game winning shots. I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> that. The the one fight, the main fight, came off a game that wasn't a comp, wasn't an in season tournament game. the The T Wolves Warriors fight started two days before in a regular game. So they weren't fighting a that
5: game because they were trying to win 500 grand. You think Draymond
2: knows when the in-season games no. are or not? He's putting people in chokeholds uh, no matter yeah. what they of said, the He week. said he yeah, had no
5: regrets, so this point, good point there. <laughs>
2: yeah, right, No regrets. <laughs> uh, Bogish, thank you. Uh, we will hear from you more next hour before we get caught up on more in-season tournament. College football, guys. That's what we're talking about next. The one team that absolutely does not deserve to be in the top four. We'll get to that in a minute. Do not move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, just taking a look quickly ahead to the SEC championship game this weekend, Perloff. And right now, Georgia is a six-point favorite in this game.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
7: Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Now, it took a miracle, let's call it what it was, for Alabama to win and beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl. They really had no business winning that game at the end, but an amazing Jalen Milrow Pass to Isaiah Bond. I mean, an all-time moment in the Iron Bowl. The greatest college football rivalry that we have. At yeah. least that was keep my... Keep selling that, keep selling my, that
4: narrative back. That game
2: helped me with, that, with <laughs> our conversation from last week, our great debate from last week. But, you know, to me, a six-point spread in this game, I understand what they're doing because Alabama is, you know, still a talented team and all that. I do not see Alabama winning this game. And I don't know how you could put Alabama's any way into the top four, even if you had like all the chaos, right? Like, is there any world where a two loss Alabama team lost to Texas and would lose to Georgia? Let's say it's a close game. If there's maximum chaos. Yeah. Is it possible they could back in? I do not think so.
4: There's zero chance.
2: And there's never been a two loss team. But at the same time, I just, I don't even think that Alabama quite frankly would deserve to be in the top four.
4: Well, I mean, the real question is, would a one-loss Alabama definitely make it? Because there's a scenario. Forget the two-loss Alabama. They're out. The one-loss, you have four undefeated teams right now. So if they beat Georgia, then do I assume that you jump a one-loss Alabama team into the top four, right? You would think.
2: I think that the Georgia win would probably be considered so quality that right. or you leave both of the sec teams out well, because here's that the, would be that wild is,
4: that's a real scenario because you have michigan undefeated they're in washington it beats oregon they're in florida state if they win the ACC title game they're in then you have alabama and texas that's the scenario i want forget this Tula. i want one loss alabama to jump one loss texas because that would prove that there's no consistency whatsoever. Because they say, we want you to schedule tough teams early in the season. But then they're saying, but they don't really count in the finals. Because Texas won in Tuscaloosa. yeah. By so 10. I want to see the committee say, you know what? We don't care about that. We're putting Alabama in.
2: because. But here's the thing, though. Alabama and Texas... They're both big draws. Like, they're both big national programs with high profiles. Obviously, Bama's been way more successful recently, but it's not like you're deciding between Alabama and TCU.
4: Yeah, no, Texas. Exactly. Texas is a glamour program who hasn't been in in a while. I think that'd be cool. But I do think, I mean, you know Alabama would jump them.
2: Okay, but what about, why, why all of a sudden would you uh, assume that Georgia would be out?
4: Well, that's a great question because Alabama's got to be in over Georgia if they win the SEC title Ooh. That's interesting. You're telling me that they could keep Georgia in and not put Alabama in?
2: It's a two time national champion who has, you know, Ooh. has been undefeated the regular season. I don't know.
4: Well, they didn't play anyone. I think you got to hurt them for their lack of scheduling. I know there was a reason. I think they were supposed to play Oklahoma, and Oklahoma jumped to the SEC. But I think you got to ding them for that.
2: Okay, but we already know this committee really values just the SEC in general, right? <laughs> yeah, so just fact. beating your SEC schedule could be enough. I mean, case of point, how did Tennessee stay in the top 25 so long? All these things.
4: My favorite scenario is somehow everybody loses and Ohio State gets back in the final four <laughs> like last year, <laughs> and Ryan Day wins a national title, and people say, you know what? That's nice, but we want to fire you because you didn't beat Michigan. <laughs> if I could write Get the script out. for the, the movie, that's what I would do. <laughs>
2: Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Sean is... Is in Oregon. Hey, Sean, how you been, dude?
6: Hey, pretty good. Good morning, you guys. How's it going? Uh, if Alabama can get in there, that'd be incredible. That's America's team. You know that.
4: Yep. Well, what do you mean they're America's team?
6: Well, I think when we think of good college football teams, you know, Alabama's right there at the top. You know, and, and America, we can say we like underdogs. We like the story. Yep. We like underdogs winning once in a while, but we're front runners. We're front runners in the nation. We're front runners in the world. I mean, this is the United Federation of Plants, USA. <laughs> uh,
2: Sean, I agree with you on the sentiment. Thank you. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Oh, by the way, Sean, you have a show bet with Perloff, don't you?
4: I do. I thought we canceled that when Aaron Rodgers got
6: hurt. No, no, we didn't. We You you tried to cancel that. <laughs> I said, you know what, like, what about Tua? You guys never thought Tua was going to make it to the end.
2: Fair point. You know, you guys, you put your money I still on don't
4: think Tua is going to make it to the end.
6: No one yeah, thought put, Tua would. You put your money on an old man, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, they better have a good backup scenario for that guy.
2: Yeah. Anytime the...
6: you have an old man <laughs> being a quarterback like that, you better have a good backup plan.
2: I know, and a single tear just rolls down EJ's cheek. So uh, wait, Sean... well,
4: I know the bet was that the Jets would end up in the top two in division, and I'm going to lose that clearly. So what do, what do I have to do? It was we
2: made, sending
1: I something.
6: super easy on you. I said all you got to do is just sign me a little 8x10 or a yep. little picture saying Done. how awesome Sean Oregon is. Nah,
4: Sean, you beat me two bets in a row handily.
2: Sean, handily. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm glad you called, though, because i got to put you on hold so EJ can get the best address that we can send this to. Send send this headshot to. We'll, we'll throw in some other goodies and stuff in there, too.
6: Go Ducks.
2: There you go, Sean. Good luck to your Ducks in the uh, Pac-12 title game.
4: Oh, man back to that Alabama thing. I do agree with Sean. They are, they'll obviously be the highest rating, although Texas could make a good rating story too, especially the dream scenario is that they pull a Tua where all of a sudden Arch ends up in the national title game. Arch Manning.
2: (laughs) Arch got in the last game. a garbage
4: died. I just think Texas would be a great story too. So it's not like they're knocking out a a mid-level big 12 team. Sorry. That's what big 12 is.
2: So, it's interesting about America's team. Is Alabama America's team? I do think people tune in. Is Notre Dame, though, if we're just saying on balance, not this year, obviously Notre Dame's not getting in, but on balance, do more people tune in because you have people who love Notre Dame and people who love to hate Notre Dame?
4: I think so, but I don't think college football, there's such an imbalance between the Cowboys and everybody else ratings-wise. I don't think there's a college football team that does that. Because Dion was the highest-rated games for a long time this year, not Notre mm-hmm. Dame.
2: We have some Dion news to get to. That will happen later on in the show. Alabama in the top four. Do you see it happening? 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, news on our show show bet.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours